0: A to Z Sports Primetime from Philadelphia. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for the best car buying experience humanly possible. TwoRiversFord.com for award-winning customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of A to Z Sports Primetime, can be found at garyashton.com. TrueMath Fitness in the gulch, the best workout you will find anywhere. Maximize your fitness goals by getting your first workout free at TrueMavFitness.com. And Superbook Sports. Superbook, uh, Superbook is the best sports wagering app out there. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000. Win or lose. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. So... There's a lot of problematic things coming out of today. Uh, Jaime says Downing and Tana Trash both suck. We need a legit quarterback. And this is, this. so that's only one comment. And all of you are, of course, always, always, always entitled to your opinion. You know know that I enjoy everybody having a variety of different opinions. But that's a particularly stupid one. Um, Now, it's not because of Todd Downing. I didn't think Todd called a great game today. But to look around, to come away from that game, and for your first, well, I guess technically his first, uh, his first allegation was downing and for your second to be Tannehill is just, it's, uh, it's flatly stupid. Um, and Jaime, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm saying that that opinion is stupid. So let me make sure that I'm clear on that. Obviously, we don't want to personally attack anybody, but I would also challenge you to do better um, because that, <laughs> I don't know how you could come out of that game <laughs> think and think that Tannehill was any real problem and really that Downing was a big problem like I like I said I don't think Todd Downing had a great game but there's so many things on this offense that are wrong um imagine what this offense would look like without Tannehill Think about about how much worse you could possibly be um and you know frankly how grateful you should be that he's durable because I don't know how many of you saw Jimmy G just broke his foot he's done for the year think about all the different quarterback situations happening around the league. I saw Tua left today with an ankle injury. Think about how costly that could be for the Miami Dolphins. Um anyway, so let's let's get into this, right? Because 35 to 10 the final score. And didn't feel that particularly close. The Eagles had 12 penalties for 80 yards lost. And really really didn't miss stride, right? Crazy. Really didn't miss stride whatsoever. Uh the Titans, it took them almost almost four quarters to get over 100 yards passing because the offensive line was awful. Uh, the defense gave up explosive plays. They really struggled to get pressure, though they did better against Hurts than they did against Burrow. And a team that has the fourth-best rushing attack in football in the Eagles didn't need it today because they just went for 380 yards on your ass. I mean, crazy what they did through the air. And I saw Keith Bullock uh, on Twitter point out the idea that, yeah, they need to get some kind of pressure on Hertz because he's out there bake. He's dropping back and baking a cake before he throws the football. And, you know, they were getting chunk plays down the field. 29 of 39 was Hertz, 380 yards passing three touchdowns, two of them to Arthur Juan Brown and a, uh, a situation where it's not just, you know, it's a, it's a failure on multiple fronts. And, Let's let's start there, shall we? Uh, let's start with the offense in particular. On your Two Rivers Ford take, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, if you would be so kind, why don't you let me know what your biggest concern about the offense for the Titans is? What, the, what about the Titans offense concerns you the most? We'll discuss it at length together. It's your Two Rivers Ford take, and it's made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go to the uh, for the best car buying experience humanly possible. Two Rivers Ford has been that for nearly 40 years in Middle Tennessee. In fact, we're getting ready to come up on their 40th year. Quality American-made Ford vehicles, award-winning customer service, and a satisfaction rate that is unlike anywhere else. Two Rivers Ford will get you a car no matter how it is that you like to shop, whether you want to go to the dealership, test drive some of their inventory that is in stock right now. And go home with your car there. If you want to order yours and have them deliver it right to your door, custom order it, you can do that as well, the way that I did it at Two Rivers Ford. Or you can call them and get the car buying process started and ask the questions necessary for you to get the car buying process started at 1-800-900-1000. Two Rivers Ford, whoa, almost knocked off my laptop. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at Two riversFord.com, which you guys don't see about this highly produced uh, streaming broadcast is that I have to put my mic pack up on a chair that does not seem to be terribly reliable to keep my laptop from falling down all over the place. So I'm sure that's going to happen again at some point over the course of the next half hour. And we'll, uh, you know, it's good. I've been sitting all day. I need to get on my feet. Stay, stay, have a little edge to me because certainly nothing about this, uh, game was particularly edgy or entertaining one way or the other. So what concerns you most about the offensive line or rather about the the (laughs) Freudian slip, the offensive line? Uh, What concerns you most about this Titans offense? Patrick Hess says that the line is horrific. Uh, If anyone is to blame, says Ryan Fields, it's John Robinson for not making moves at wide receiver and offensive line at the deadline. Well, I mean, listen, here's the thing. okay? teams don't trade away good offensive line. Um, Teams don't let good offensive linemen hit free agency. And so, you know, the next time that you bitch about Taylor Lewan having a podcast, look around and watch Dennis Daly play left tackle. And then the next time you bitch at Dennis Daly about how bad he is at left tackle, because he's very, very bad, go look at what LaRaven Clark did when they took all of the starters out on this offensive line, other than Brewer and Petit Frere, who I believe finished the game. LaRaven Clark is even worse. It's a real problem. Now, where if you want to point your fingers, uh, if you want to point your fingers, Point your fingers at the inability of the off of the uh of the front office to be able to successfully replace the offensive lineman that they let walk. Jack Conklin is one again, a quality offensive lineman you typically don't see hit the market. He got a big deal, but uh, at the uh, at the situation, um, that situation is uh, is something that they've been chasing for several years. Dylan Ratens is a bust, I think, by any stretch of the imagination. A, a guy, a left tackle exclusively in college that can't play left tackle in the pros can't. Play right tackle. He lost his job to a rookie third-round pick, and so so poor at the tackle position that they had to move him inside to guard. And of course, we don't need to re- relitigate the Isaiah Wilson situation. But the more that I look at this, uh, the greatest concern for me um, about this about this offense is Derrick Henry. And I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this game back more closely Uh, because we were talking about this in the press box today. I'm going to watch this game back more closely uh, just just to see, all right, how much of it is because the offensive line stinks and how much of it is because Derek may himself be struggling. And there could be both things at play. But it seems to me that the best offensive player on the Titans is no longer good enough to cover up a lot of the bad shit that they do. The best offensive player on the Titans last year was A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was harder to replace than Derrick Henry when he was lost for injury. Derrick Henry, they found ways to run the football with uh, Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman. This, the, For about a month, he's been really, he, statistically, Derrick has been bad. And when we talk to Derrick today, um, you know, obviously teams are just keying on him. They're just teeing off on him, and there's only so much he can do right? He's getting hit at the line. Almost all of his yardage this year has come after contact, which means that he is having to brutalize his way to get any yardage that he gets. And man, it's, uh, it's just, it's really poor. Patrick Hess says the thing that bothers me the most though. Um, if you could throw that comment up on the screen, producer Reed, Rayden looks really good at left tackle in stretches. Why not try him again there? Patrick, you didn't watch Dylan Raiden's play left tackle if you think that Dylan Radins against the 49ers played well at left tackle. In fact, the 49ers game is the reason that they refused to put him back at left tackle because they had to do so much to help him on the left side. And still, he played poorly. So, um, no, you are incorrect in your assessment. Uh, you are incorrect in your uh, in your evaluation. He is not even remotely close uh, to being an NFL left tackle and neither are the other two who are the backups at left tackle. But think about how bad he must be at left tackle for them to choose Dennis Daly and LaRaven Clark at that position over Dylan Rathen. Dylan Rathen is not a good football player at this stage of his career. I hope for him, it, that's not the final, you know, the final chapter on it, but right now he looks like a second round bust at this point. Um so, with all that being said, uh with all that being said, the biggest concern for me Is what we heard from Derrick Henry earlier this evening. And uh, in talking to him in the locker room, you know, his whole thing, he's always his toughest critic, but it's tough to get an evaluation on him truly when so much around him is going wrong.
1: I think it's execution. You know, know, just not being able to string drive together, uh, get a couple plays here and there, and we stall. And um, we just got to play better. Overall, on offense and individually, you know the, the self evaluation, you know, and uh, you know, how I play. How we've been playing, playing each the last two weeks, and you know, just learn and come in, and you we know, just, just, just get be to You mentioned, you mentioned self evaluation. What is your self evaluation? You know, after the last you know, few weeks and, and what's been happening? Um, you know, like I always tell you, I'm, I'm a rich critic, so with myself about everything, anything possible, but I gotta be a better leader, um, you know, small things, details, and making plays, you know, I pride myself on being able to make for this team and for like, like the last two weeks, so that's um, so been tough, and you know, <coughs> adversity, but, you know, you just gotta stay positive through it, and continue to, to work, and, and focus on improving.
0: A to Z Sports Primetime live here from Lincoln Financial Field, the link as they call it. Uh, Buck Rising here with you, the primetime show. That was Derek Henry, by the way, and we'll talk about his comments here in just a second. Right after I remind you, the primetime is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you. They're the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of me for a very specific reason. That's because they've got the best intel out there. The intel you need to sell your home without any showings or staging. The intel you need to find your next home while you sell your current one in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. And the intel to win the buyer battle. And cash in on your home equity now. GaryAshton.com to get that process started today. So um, their offense went to hell as soon as Traylon Burks got knocked out, and they had uh, they had done these things with uh, they had done. Somebody says congratulations on the new home, uh, Buck. No, I've actually I bought my home from Gary and uh, and the the Ashton team almost four years ago, before years ago in June. So I've been in my place for a little while now, and let me tell you. Uh, very, very happy with the property value increase. Shout out Gary and his team Intel edge. That's what I'm talking about. But, uh, for, for the purposes of the Titans offense. Okay. So I wrote this at my column, uh, at a to Z sports.com. I always do a post game column and certainly anything that I write, you can read there throughout the course of the week, but they're in a bit of an an identity crisis and it's, it's a shitty time to have an identity crisis because December football is when the football is most important. Um, obviously they have now dropped their, uh, a game at the end of November, obviously against the Bengals and now a game into December, one in AFC, one in NFC. So one more impactful than another, but they have an identity crisis. They can't rush the passer without Danico Autry. It seems so they can't rush the passer well without Danico Autry. They can't run the football with Derrick Henry. So if you can't rush the passer and you can't run the football, then who are these Tennessee Titans? I ask you, uh, because I don't have the answer to this. This was a this was a statistic that they had to their credit since Burks uh, returned to the lineup, and I put this into my column earlier this evening. Tannehill. So Tannehill last week they had a they had a 41 yard uh, play to Chig today that was a catch and run, missed tackles by the by the Eagles. They had a 25 yard touchdown throw to Traylon Burks, but let's just keep it 30 plus yards, okay? The Titans, 69 yards last week to Derrick Henry, 51 yards to Burks. So including today's passing play to Chig, that's 11 passing plays of 30-plus yards since week eight over the last five weeks, two more than any other team in the last five weeks. So that's more than the Chiefs. That's more than the Eagles. They were hitting chunk plays down the field since Burks returned to the lineup. Uh, Burks Now, obviously, Burks wasn't available for the Houston game, and they didn't pass the ball well in Kansas City. But think about how much bigger that is, the fact that they were doing some of it without Burks, and then when Burks came back in the lineup, they were able to do a hell of a lot more. So they throw a touchdown pass today to Burks, and they tie the game 7-7. You're looking around and saying, okay. Like, they've got they've got something consistent and sustainable here. But Traylon Burks makes a crazy catch. He gets the shit knocked out of him. I mean, he got clobbered in the head on what was ruled an illegal hit. They didn't assess the penalty. The, the player wasn't ejected. I think 22 was the number uh, of the player that hit Traylon Burks, but concussed him. Concussed him. I believe he was, it looked like he was on unco- You guys would have a better angle uh, than me watching it on television as opposed to, I don't, it was in that end zone, the end zone that you can't see from the press box, uh, the far end zone from where we are sitting here right now. But the he makes the catch. He holds the ball. He he completes the process of a catch and he's unconscious. It looks like on the ground and he's done for the game. He's out. And that's their second possession of the game. Only touchdown that they were able to score because they got in the red zone once and they, they, you know, they kind of pissed down their leg a little bit. Daly had a daily had a false start that knocked him back five yards. And then he gave up a sack on the very next play. So at this point, um, you know, it sounds like he's, he's in concussion protocol, Traylon Burks, May well not be available when the Titans host the Jags this coming weekend, uh, this next weekend in Nashville. He is their, he is the most important piece of their offense right now. Think about that. Because, and I started to have this conversation last year. And listen, Derek, Derek's injury was deeply unfortunate. But I had begun to think this while Derek was still healthy. At some point last year, I looked around and said, okay, I think A.J. Brown's the best offensive player on the Titans. Simply, I think A.J. plays a more valuable position. I think A.J. more capable of making game-changing plays at the stage in his career because the offensive line was not good last year. And I looked around and said, okay, A.J. harder to replace than Derek. Good wide receivers are tougher to find than running backs. Derek is a spectacular running back and a very, very high-level player. But if they don't have a passing game to complement that, then he's just going to be facing these loaded boxes all the time. It's gotten progressively worse over the past couple of years, right? Because they let Corey Davis go. They used to have an offense with Corey Davis, AJ Brown, and Derrick Henry. That's a legit threat, right? Because you've got two high-level pass-catching options. Corey's not a 15 million dollar a year player, but I mean, would you rather pay Corey Davis? I think he's against the cap for 15 mil this year, or would you rather play Robert Woods who can't operate independent of Traylon Burks? I think I think uh, I think uh, Woods's cap hit is somewhere between 12 and 13 and a half million this year. So you go from, so you go from, uh, Derek, Corey Davis, AJ Brown, Jonu Smith to AJ and Derek. Okay. Julio, maybe, probably not, but still AJ and Derek. AJ is the best offensive player. It's just a lot easier for him to make those kind of plays than it was for Derek at the time. And now they're without AJ or they've been without AJ this whole year. And it still looks like Traylon Burks is a more important piece for this offense to be able to function at even a competent level than Derrick Henry is. And I don't say that lightly. You guys know I have a tremendous amount of respect for Derrick, as I should. I've covered every game of his career. Derrick has made me eat my words about the lack of importance about the running back position many, many times. I've had that conversations with, with you guys and Uh, With smart football people, with coaches, with executives who, you know, at the time said, I would have paid him, I wouldn't have paid him, or this is the kind of deal that I would as opposed to the deal that he got, whatever. Man, I really think that I think that Traylon Burks is more important to the offense right now, to the success of the offense right now, than Derrick Henry is. Like, Derrick is almost more the complimentary piece to whatever they can get in the passing game because they can't get shit on the ground. They can't run the football. He averaged today. Let's see. Derrick Henry, on the ground, averaged 2.7 yards per carry. Uh, In the last last three games, he has averaged below, right at, 3-point yards per carry, or below, uh, he was averaging prior to coming into this game, 2.8. So he finished below his average of the last couple of games um, at 2.7. I'm not saying that Derrick can't make big plays, right? But I think there's so much... So much about how often Derek is keyed on that he just, he's got no breathing room, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. And I, you know, I, like I said, I struggle to say that out loud because it sounds blasphemous, but it was great for a while because everybody knew what they were going to do and you couldn't stop it. I've said that to you guys before. You've, you've recognized that, obviously. The best thing about the Titans with Derrick Henry was everybody knew he was getting the football. And teams really couldn't stop it um, until Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game played him out of the game. Effectively, um, they did. They have not replaced the offensive line around him. That's been tough for Derek. Right, Derek can't do all of these things on his own. And so, uh, an offense that was looked at at its peak as being counterculture, run heavy, right? A little bit archaic, nineteen seventy-five football, right? Run the football, play great defense what the Titans have always done under Jeff Fisher. Um, you know, Wizenhunt hunt was a little different, but like they've always kind of had that about their brand running the football. Cause they've had, I don't think there's a franchise in the NFL. That's had four better running backs than uh, Earl Campbell, Derek Henry, Eddie George, and Chris Johnson in, in no particular order. So that's always been a part of how they've built their, their attack. But damned, if I don't, I don't look around and say, it's just, it's it, you can't, you can't keep doing this. You can't keep doing this because now that the pass rush is not, nearly they're not overwhelming they they made a couple of plays today they got some pressure that caused a couple of throwaways but they just they one they can't survive these explosive plays that the that the, the defensive backs keep losing these one-on-one matchups around and two like the offense again it only had one red zone opportunity and they squandered it they're now zero for four in their last four red zone possessions you can't live that way um dean buckwalter said arthur smith left and we have not been good it's not but dean it's not that like Here's, okay, here's the problem with a comment like that, Dean. That assumes that it's just because of one thing. And it's never about just because of one thing. Never, ever, 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 ever. It's, your offense doesn't suck because of Todd Downing exclusively. Your offense doesn't suck because of Dennis Daly exclusively, as bad as a football player as I think him to be. And again, that, you know, that sounds super personal. I, I, I don't mean it to be personal. It's just, he's, a, he's a legitimate liability out there. And that's completely removed from the person that Dennis Daly may or may not be. I don't know Dennis well, other than I'm, I watch him play football every week. And it's, you know, it's, it's a tough go out there. They never fix the offensive line. They haven't been able to fix the offensive line. The coaching is probably, I mean, it is not as good as it was under Arthur Smith as it is under Todd Downing. The quarterback is hurt the running back is not as effective as he used to be because of a lot of things that are going on around him and also Jimmy Wyatt tweeted this out earlier today uh Jimmy Jimmy Wyatt uh tweeted out this not I mean very very recently like within the last within the last 20 minutes as a matter of fact I think right before we popped on live and uh I will uh I will look at this um I will look at this uh, quickly. Hang on one second and read this stat for you about the number of injuries that it, they have again had because the injuries, of course, matter. The injuries absolutely matter to the uh, to the lack of success um, around this football team right now. And that cannot be ignored. Let me see if I can find the stat from Jimmy. Okay. Julius Chestnut today became the 76th member of the team to play in a game in 2022. The Titans, 75 players who have played for this team entering this week with the second most in the league behind only the Arizona Cardinals who have used 77. So, the race to 91 players is on again. They're they're getting guys hurt at a higher clip than they did last year. Uh it's pretty crazy to see. Um it's really crazy to see. So, with all this being said, you know, I think that uh I think that as far as the Titans go, um as far as the Titans go, man, it's cuz it's not about letting Dennis Dennis Kelly it's not just about letting Dennis Kelly go or letting AJ Brown go we letting Jack Conklin go. The problem is they haven't replaced these guys sufficiently. Yes, it I, like cutting Roger Saffold, right? Roger and Roger's playing a lot better. So you look back at that deal in retrospect and think, "Damn, wouldn't it be nice to have Roger Saffold instead of Aaron Brewer?" And Aaron Brewer is a backup. And the answer is probably yeah, but Roger Saffold was a liability as far as his health was concerned. And he cost a lot of money. Now they ended up using that money to pay Zach Cunningham instead, which again looks like Zach Cunningham's going to lose his job to Dylan Cole because that—I mean—he's on IR right now, Zach Cunningham. But he's not been as good as Dylan Cole or, frankly, Monty Rice, right? So you know, you you play the results in hand. It was the right move, business-wise and football-wise, to let Roger Saffold go. The problem is they they just—they can't—they haven't been capable of replacing offensive linemen. Can't—they're not capable of replacing offensive linemen. It's so bizarre. Because Titans and Truth brings up how is Dennis Deli the best option? Put Raiden's at left tackle and be done with it. Natural position. It's that simple. Can't be any worse. Yes, it can. You don't understand. It. Yes, it can. Guys, he is awful. Awful. Like on a list of awful options, here is the rankings of the, and this, because it drives me insane. And, and, and that's, I'm going to repeat it a million more times. That's totally fine. I'm not mad at the comment. I'm not mad at the individual who made the comment. I'm mad at the redundancy. If they are playing him, it's not because he's, it's not because they know he sucks and they're just like, ah, but it's fine. He'll figure it out. No. Dennis Daly sucks. LaRaven Clark sucks more. Dylan Radens sucks the most. It, like, it's that simple, right? It's not, ah, oh, left tackle in college, let him go. He's a left tackle at North Dakota State. Like, <laughs> He's playing against Fletcher Cox. If He's out here with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, and he is out. They will chew on him and spit him out worse than Dennis Daly and LaRaven Clark. At least those guys have NFL experience. At least those guys played SEC football, right, against higher-level competition. On the suck rankings at left tackle, Daly, Clark, Radens. He's so bad at tackle, they couldn't even play him at right, and then they moved him to guard. Like, think about that. So don't tell me it's as simple as that. Of course it's not as simple as that. In fact, it's as simple as I've just laid it out to you. Sucks, sucks more, sucks most. And they're not going to put sucks most out there before sucks more or sucks. I just, it's that simple. Like, I don't think I can distill it down. And again, none of this is personal, okay? It's not about the individual. It's not about the human being. It's about their ability to contribute to the football team. And neither of them or none of the three really do it that well, but Dennis Daly's what they've got. And there's not, it's not like there's a you know, there's aren't free agents better than Dan- Dennis Daly out on the out on the market right now. Of course not. Teams aren't trading left tackles that are quality. Do you see how many left tackles are hurt around the league? No, teams aren't giving away those those guys. This team, this front office, has not done well building offensive line depth or initial talent. Nate Davis is a good player. John Robinson did not draft Taylor Lewan. Ben Jones was a great free agent signing. He's one of the best in the history of the franchise. There's no disputing that. But Ben is getting towards the end of his career indisputably. And that dude's body has been through a literal meat grinder. So, so I just, I, I don't know how many times I can tell you guys that like this is it. John Bob says that Philadelphia vibe rubbing off on Buck. No, it's just I, it's not even that. I just look around. And I, so I go to every game, right? I'm in every game, every, every, pra- well, not any, not every practice anymore. Cause the radio show does disrupt my, uh, my, my ability to attend practice every day, but I do go on Fridays still. I still talk to the players. I'm still in the locker room on a weekly basis. I'm still in the locker room after the game. I'm still talking to coaches. I'm still talking to people around the league, right? All these different things. And you look around and say, okay, yeah, at a certain point, they just, th- this is their limitation. Like, it's not okay, but if we tinker with this and tinker with that. What's what's the show uh, about fantasy football that was really, really good for a long time, except for the guy that was a part of the cast that lied about being in 9-11 and surviving? Um, I can't remember. I think the league. The league, right? Ruxin. Ruxin is the uh, – Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll is the actor. Ruxin is the character. And if, for those of you who watch that show, maybe this is too niche, but he's talking about tinkering, toilet tinkering with his fantasy lineup. Tinker, 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 tinker whatever. And every time he tinkers, he makes it worse, right? <laughs> if you continue to tinker with this it's not going to get better like this is it all right this is what you've got now whether it's survivable or not okay it seems to be against bad teams and it doesn't seem to be against good teams you're an above average team and above average i mean average in the league is 9 and 8 or 8 and 9 at this point no more no more 9 and 7 no more 8 and 8 like that's that's just it that's what it is so you look around and you look around and say, okay, yeah, I, this is this is kind of what they've got. And again, I say to you, the next time you think about bitching about Taylor Lewan having a podcast, think about Dennis Daly and see if you want to keep bitching about the podcast. Because, I mean, Taylor, Taylor I, I, I know he doesn't like to see his teammates lose, but he's got to be looking around thinking, oh, they can't cut me. <laughs> they have to keep me. Oh, my God, have you seen these guys play? They have to keep me. Taylor knows this better than anybody. Well... You know, in a in a in a publicly honest moment, I'm sure he knows this. In pro, in or in a privately honest moment, I'm sure he knows this. Publicly, I'm sure he would say, yeah, you know, they're doing the best job that they can. Okay. Okay. Uh, Corey Prowl says, do you tell the players they suck in person? Maybe you should. Well, uh, we certainly ask them questions. Now, obviously, I'm not going to disrespect them that way. And also they're giants. And I'm not going to get the shit beat out of me by walking up to Dennis Daly, who is three times my size and being like, Hey man, you really suck at your job, but we do go up to these guys on a regular basis. We just spent an hour and a half doing it after the game. Hey, do you think you should be, con- do you think you should continue to be the left tackle of this football team? What's he going to say? No, <laughs> of course not. You go around and say, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, yes. I deserve to be the left tackle of this football team. Have you seen the Raven? No, he's not going to say that, but that's what I would say. Uh it yeah, I get it. I get it. It's disappointing. Um, and they're they're not frauds. Like, I don't think they're frauds. I just think they're this. I, I think it's I think I think the fraudulent part of these things, I think the fraudulent part of these things is trying to talk yourself into into them being better than they are. Do they always have a chance in games? Yes. Are they unpleasant to play against, which gives them a chance in games? Yes. Will they mess around and win a terrible division because their division sucks ass? Yes, absolutely. But don't delude yourself into thinking that they're any better than they actually are. They're not the Chiefs. They're not the Bengals. By the way, Bengals beat the Chiefs today. That's big. Um, They're not the, they're not the Eagles. They're not the Bills. Hell, they may not even be the Washington Commanders, even though, I mean, they're probably closer to the Washington Commanders than they then people want to admit. And I think Washington Washington has consistently now had better uh had better pass rush and run the ball better. They might they may not even be as good as Washington right now. So before you call them frauds, look around and say, okay, are they frauds because I had higher expectations than they deserve or am I or am I just trying to talk myself into that football team being better than it actually is? It's probably the latter. At the end of the day. And I think a lot of people have to, uh, I think a lot of people have to, uh, you know, come to terms with that. And that's not easy to do because you want to be excited. You want to be hopeful about your football team. Sports, a lot of the fun of it comes from hope, right? You're in a game. You got an exciting game. You got a great opponent. Wouldn't it be great if the Titans were coming to Philadelphia, put a second loss on their schedule, walk out, A.J. Brown, no revenge game, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it didn't happen that way. It just, it, that's, it's it's fairy tale stuff, right? Sports has a little bit of the fairy tale theme to it. And this team is, you know, this team is not the stuff of fairy tales. <laughs> uh Jared Jewell says, going off tonight, Buck. Glad you don't sit there cool. No, I mean it's you know, listen, I think, I think they're a well-run organization. I think they're well coached. And also I think that roster's not good. I it can't be. How can it survive this many injuries, right? Of course it's not going to be good at this stage. And it was probably Borderline good to begin with, but there's just so many different problems there, and it's not you know I'm not actively looking to rip them. I'm just telling you guys what I see on the field. What I see on the field is a, a, a slightly above average football team, and above average in the NFL is you know nine and eight. All right, let's move on. Spent entirely too much. Spent uh, entirely too much time ranting. Um, about this specific thing. what's your biggest concern about the offense? mine is the inability to get derrick Henry going because if they don't have that, they don't have shit. Uh, Pos Moo on YouTube says, come on, how long can you blame the injuries Well as long as they keep setting records with it, what do you all right how respectfully because again, it's like the earlier comment I don't think you're stupid. I think that's a stupid comment. How long can I blame the injuries? They literally set an NFL record. How long can I blame the injuries? They're literally on on track to break their own record like what do you mean How long can I blame the injuries? <laughs> they had today Traylon Burks, concussed, Christian Fulton, best corner, who's not been playing great, but is working through a hamstring right now, dealing with some stuff, knocked out of the game. David Long, best linebacker, knocked out of the game. And that goes along with already the most active cap money on IR this year. I <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I just I don't understand. How long can I blame the injuries? I can blame them as long as they're record setting. And also acknowledge that yeah they've got other problems too they got plenty of problems they can't get penalized the way that they did the Eagles had 12 penalties for 80 yards it looked like it bothered them no 25 point win uh what was the comment uh the, the injuries are a pro- again it's never one thing you guys can't if I if if you if I can get a message across to you no matter how long or short my broadcast career whenever I end up having to resign in disgrace right whenever that happens whenever my career comes crashing down if i can get one if i can get one message across to people if there are problems with a football team it's never one thing or one person never ever 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 but you have to go through the different levels of it ryan field says buck talks to fans like they're dumb pk rising over here uh from uh, ryan fields on facebook well or or maybe be a little better ryan you know maybe maybe don't maybe don't make me bitch at you like that maybe ask better questions, maybe think more creatively, you know, maybe do a a little context clues would be swell. Again, I I think you're fully capable. I would, I would challenge you to be better, Ryan, as opposed to, you know, settling and then trying to screw around with a fire, you know, fire Todd. I don't know that Ryan Fields is a fire Todd Downing hashtag type of person or whatever, but, uh, I, I could stop, you know, criticizing some of the questions that are asked to me, or you could ask smarter questions. It's not a terrible idea. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on uh, here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. And let's talk about, uh, does this loss to the Eagles hurt more, less, or the same as the loss to the Bills? Let's talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will discuss at length. Right after I remind you that A to Z Sports Primetime is made better by True Math Fitness. Right. I just told Ryan Fields to be better in his questions, to be better in his comments, to be better in his thought process. You know how else you could be better by getting your body right. Get your fitness goals started. I'm down 36 pounds and we are absolutely living because True Math Fitness has got me with the best workout plan humanly possible. Now, you don't have to go to the group classes every day like I do. You don't have to do personal training if you don't like to. You don't have to go to their open gym. You can do, you have any number of the three options available to you and any number of different membership levels. True Math Fitness is the best because they have the group classes that are set up boot camp style. 40 minutes in length. It's efficient. Gets you in and out and also challenging, but not overwhelming. They want you to reach your goals. Don't wait till your New Year's resolutions. Get it started today and get your first workout free at TrueMathFitness.com. Okay. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about does it hurt more, less, or the same as the loss to the Bills? Pat W says this hurts less than the loss to the Bills. Um, let's see. Tannehill isn't the problem. as will in Tennessee. I didn't. Uh, that's not a relevant statement. He's probably talking to somebody else. Uh, more says Michael Webb on Facebook Live. Less says Daniel Gutierrez because it was an NFC team. That's a good point. Um, I think uh, I think that. Uh, right up there with the bills L says Jared Jewell felt the Eagles were trolling us at times with their offensive tack. felt personal to them, same as it felt personal to the Bengals when the uh, bills spanked us. we haven't matched the big dog energy yet this year. Well, you know, I mean they're it's that's part of the reality check, right? You're not you're a division winner in all likelihood. and listen, there's no it's no small feat, no matter how many problems they have, it is a legitimate accomplishment to win your division three consecutive years. That's not easy. Not easy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but you can also acknowledge that the, the division itself is deeply flawed, and this football team has flaws. So, by nature of being a division winner, you are technically a a contender, right? If you win your division, you're in the playoffs. If you host a home playoff game, you're considered a contender. Now, how much, how much, you know, one contender stacks up next to the other, that can obviously be debated, as we are very, very much doing. But um, to look at the uh, to look at the situation for the uh, for the Titans and say, okay, well, maybe they're not a big dog, right? Big dog by the by nature of, okay, is, do they have a quarterback as good as Joe Burrow? No, Ryan Tannehill is not as good as Joe Burrow. Do they have a uh, do they have a skill position player as good as Stephon Diggs? No, they don't have a skill position player as good as Stephon Diggs. Do they have a defensive tackle? as good as Chris Jones? The answer is yes, but he seems a lot more mortal without Danico Autry. And honestly, I've I've maintained this. I think Danico Autry is the most important thing on that defense because it makes so much around him go. Even as Jeff is a better player, right, a more talented player, Danico Autry serves so much. So they have some of these things, but at a certain point, you have to acknowledge, okay, are these things working together? The Eagles have the best offensive line in football. Do you have anything close? The answer is no. If you can't dominate in the trenches, can you run your offense? No, because Derrick Henry can't get going. So they've got a lot, they got a lot of they've got a lot of legitimate flaws, right? But we've known this for some time. Does it hurt more, less, or about the same as the Bills loss? And I think I think the Bills loss was more demoralizing, not just because it's an AFC opponent, but but because that was like the first sign, like, okay, oh shit. Like they've got they got real problems. Right. It's not just because I, I think I, I think I wrote at the time that we had been that basically we had been sold that we had been sold a false bill of goods basically about the Tennessee Titans. Like, you know, my, myself included, like we had lied to ourselves all offseason. OK, you know, they got some new parts and new pieces. The draft class looks pretty good that, you know, at a certain point, AJ was still on the roster until the draft. And you're like, oh, OK, well, maybe they can be more balanced. No, they can't. Pass protect, they can't run block, they can't do all of these things that I'm ne- that they need to do at a baseline level to get going. Uh, Mac Daddy says, this one hurts more. The defense talked after that game. We had hoped it was fixed, um, which, oh, the Bills. Yeah, well, and they, by the way, they did fix it for a time. You can't count on the injuries, right? Danico Autry, it's good that he's not on IR. It's bad that he can't play in these games because he, he is a uh, – he is a he's a legitimately great player because of how much more how he helps others be great around him. Um we have two playmakers. Henry is getting old. Big Jeff seems to be banged up. Run, run, uh, run, run, where did that comment go? Run, run, pass. Yeah. It, you know, it's but even when they try to they switch things up against the Broncos, and it worked because they weren't able to run Derek then, too, and they won it with their passing game. But Burks. Burks was available for the Broncos game, I do believe. I think the last game that he had to miss was the Chiefs. So I believe Traylon Burks, if memory serves, did play in that Broncos game. Um, but they came out passing a bunch on first down. I looked around and said, oh, okay. And they weren't having a ton of success with it early. And then they found some stuff. Um, but like today, you know, even in the moments when they got good pass protection, and there were moments when they got good pass protection, nobody was able to get open. Nobody was able to create separation. And you can only hit Chig and Hooper so many times before the defense is going to look, look around and be like, "Okay, trailing Burks is now here. Let me take away your let me take away your tight ends. Now what, Robert Woods? No, it's uh, N.W.I. Not today. Uh, it it's just it's a really really difficult situation. Um, does it seem like Ghost of MBD says does seem like the Titans are built for 1997? Well, yeah, that's how they were designed. The problem is you know, they were designed for 1997, but now it's, now it's 2000, right? And the shit from 1997 is starting to fall apart a little bit. And you don't have, you know, you can only duct tape things back together for so long. That's, it's built for 1997 and it was good in 1997. And now, you know, in 2000 or for the purposes of this lame kind of analogy, 2022, yeah, they, they can't, you can't continue to patchwork things at this point um and it's not like you know you're not playing for a good draft pick because you're winning games you're still going to win your division you're not going to like that talent is not just going to fall to you so I think that uh I think that these are the kind of things these are the kind of things that you have to think about at this point um T.J. Hines says if you trade Tannehill the answer isn't Malik he had his college offense simplified for him he needs an elite offensive coordinator and quarterback coach and we don't have that Ryan's the best option right now that's true Ryan Tannehill well and also I think I remember right. You have to eat like eighteen million dollars if you trade Ryan Tannehill. So you're not going to do that. Um, Ryan Tannehill is either on the roster or released. Uh, not not that uh, trade is not feasible for a team that needs to pay Jeff probably twenty two between twenty two and twenty five million dollars in the very very near fu- near future. And then think about how much more difficult it's going to be. So, you know, can anybody guess? Uh, can anybody? Well, let's hear from Kevin Byard about the state of the football team right now because you know they had a players only meeting after the bills game they got things right for a period of time they rattled off was it six straight wins i believe that's so and you know ran into a couple of speed bumps and now things are starting to feel like they did after the bills game so we asked kb about this in the locker room earlier this evening i mean to
1: you and how do you think this team can respond to this well you know it's december football you're talking about wanting to play in the postseason and making a, low, a late season run uh you can't We can't lose any more games, that's kind of how I see it. We have to find a way to get this thing back rolling. Uh, We got to string together some wins, we got to get back to work. We don't really look like a good football team right now. And um, it's gonna be up to us as players, coaches, leaders, everybody to figure out what it is um, that's not working right now and get rid of it. And uh start playing winning football again.
0: Are you seeing this beyond just on Sunday, like
1: beyond game day? Are you seeing are you seeing concerning things leading into this game? No, I wouldn't really say that. I would just say that, you know, speaking of today, we got dominated in all three phases. Um for what reason that may be, I don't really know just yet. Uh obviously we're gonna watch the film, but you know, we got a behind's whoop, you know, playing and simple. You surprised that they? I mean, it was pretty clear they. I mean, you guys prepared for a running team, one of the best running teams in the league. They just went downfield from the start. You Surprised with their approach and all of that? No, um, I knew we knew they were going to get AJ involved early. They did. He made plays and we didn't. Um, yeah, we like you said, we just didn't play well at all. I mean, a lot of it was just you know one-on-one plays that they made and we didn't. Um, then. Didn't, like I said, I, I, just speaking on the defense, because, I mean, I can speak on everything, but we just didn't play well in all three phases. I mean, I don't really know how to explain it any other way, you know what I'm
0: saying? Is that what it's come down to, like those one-on-one plays the last couple of weeks, KB, because you guys have done well in the south end teams from having explosive plays against you, and then the last two games, it feels like those have been more troubling.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's been our Achilles heels this entire year, just those explosive plays. Um like I said, guys are in position, you know, you just, you know, got to find a way to, to make the plays. I mean, I don't just get in the film room and see what we can do better to make those plays. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, even today, you know, they had some plays that they strung together, but you know, it's those big X plays, whether it's on the outside, wherever it is on the field uh, that are hurting us as a defense.
0: So that's Kevin Byard talking about this. Dwayne Carroll says, why not shut down AJ at all costs? Um, Well, they, they had good coverage on AJ at times. He's just, a better player. Like it's not like they're it's not like they're playing. Well, I don't want to say that they're not playing poorly because like T Higgins got them, but it's a one-on-one. AJ got them, but it's a one-on-one. Like AJ, one wide defensive back is incredibly hard to play in the NFL right now. And two, uh and two, um, AJ's really <laughs> I almost cussed. AJ's well, cussed in a way that I shouldn't cuss. AJ is Really, really good, really, really good. He just, he just beat them. Like it's not like didn't, it's not like they just let AJ go and be like, all right, you know, let him get his numbers and we'll try to take away everything else. No, they game plan for AJ, and AJ kicked their ass. In fact, we're gonna play you a clip of AJ talking about the way that he literally whooped their ass. Like the touchdown celebration was to commemorate whipping their ass. For those of you who saw it, so yeah, they they tried to take away AJ, and AJ. And beat them down. That's why it was a bad decision to let that guy go. a Really bad decision. It's an it's it's a fire. I mean, John Robinson is not going to get fired. Nor am I calling for his job. Of course not. They have been a hugely successful franchise. They've been one of the NFL's most successful franchises under Robinson and Vrabel. So John's job is not in danger. But if you had to look around and consider, what would you think to be a fireable offense from NFL teams that made decisions this off season? Number one. Paying Russell Wilson $250 million, who, by the way, lost again today. At least you're not the Broncos. Number two, and by the way, a lot of you wanted to be the Broncos. A lot of you wanted to pay Russell Wilson. And don't think I've forgotten about those of you who wanted to pay Russell Wilson. I'm onto your shit. <laughs> One, giving Russell Wilson $250 million. Two, trading AJ Brown away in the offseason. So that's that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about here. But the thing is, like, it's not even, it's not even just that AJ like is missing. Because Okay, with Burks, looks like they had a little something, and they have had something in the last couple of weeks—a legitimate passing threat—and then their passing game went to hell as soon as he got knocked out for the rest of the game. Um, and and that is uh, that's that's just kind of the state of things. All right, let's wrap things up. With this is a free site on uh, on A to Z Sports Prime Time, live from Philadelphia, wrapping things up. The question that I'm going to ask you guys on Facebook, YouTube, on Twitter. And on Twitch, will Titans fans finally get over AJ Brown? Can we now stop talking about him? Will it be over? I would love that. That would be uh that would be great. JJ, uh I forgive me, JJ. I'm gonna butcher your uh last name. Reed, could you throw that comment up on the screen so I can see it? Uh he says, why do you use potty mouth words? What does it accomplish? What are you two? Potty mouth? How old are you, JJ? I honestly I think potty mouth is more offensive than anything I've said tonight. The idea that that a that a grown adult man would t- would ask another grown adult man why why do you insist on you you're such a potty mouth I no I'm not seven <laughs> I'm an adult doing a show on the internet for other adults I I listen if you watch this with your children maybe I'll throw an NSFW sign up there and then I'll cuss even more but like <laughs> I'm not a toddler neither are you grow up you <laughs> use potty mouth words I'm trying to think of the last time somebody called me a potty mouth. I mean, it, it, ha- it had, I, I just, we're not going to waste a bunch of time because now my brain is working like a hamster wheel trying to think of the last time, but especially at a, another grown-ass man called called it grown butt man. Is that what you would rather me say? That just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate as well. I'm sorry. What are you going to do? All right. Can we move on from A.J. Brown? Yes or No uh while you uh give me your response on facebook youtube twitter and twitch i will tell you that the thing that you should never move on uh, n- never move on from easy for me to say is superbook sports that is the best possible Uh, That is the best possible gambling outlet for you. They accept wagers on every major sport. They're the best in the business. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000. Win or lose. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Bet the NFL, the NBA, college football, college basketball, the NHL, and everything in between is how you do that. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. As I mentioned, gambling problem Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. Okay. So, can we move on from AJ Brown just for now? Titan Kyle says, "Yes, potty mouth. Move on from AJ, please, for the love of God." With that being said, play the AJ Brown clip. uh, Today, you know,
1: uh, I'm gonna have to give you this whooping. I still love you, though. (laughs) That's what the hug came in (laughs) today.
0: So let me, let me give you the context. Uh, He is asked. So you saw him after he scored the touchdowns, right? AJ had two, had one called off the board. The first one, the, what would have been the first one called off the board. So after he scores the touchdown, takes his towel out of his, out of his belt, starts whipping a goalpost, right? He's whipping a goalpost. So they ask him and producer Reed will, will play the clip again. They're asking, what, what's the significance of you whipping the goalpost? And AJ says, oh, uh, Today, you know, uh, I'm going to have to give you
1: this whooping, but I still love you, though. <laughs> That's what the hug came in today.
0: <laughs> today, I'm going to have to give you this whooping, but I still love you, though. <laughs> You know what? Honestly, I root for AJ Brown. I really do. I love that guy. I think he's great. You know how excited I was to watch an actual professional wide receiver today. Oof. It's been so long. <laughs> you remember when he used to make plays like that for you? Now we can move on after this because you know it's not going to matter for the, for the rest of the season for the Titans. It's you know this was this was the one game. But you know, I <laughs> I I had a couple of Philly media people laugh at me because producer Reed and I were on the phone. We were playing the show, and Reed said something that, said, said something to me about AJ Brown. I can't remember. And I just kind of sighed and said, "Oh, it was just so nice to watch an actual professional wide receiver play football. It was so good. It's been so long, and you know, I used to watch. I used to watch him do that. Not anymore. <laughs> well, I did today, but not for the team that I cover. Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight here on A to Z Sports Primetime. Thank you guys, as always, for spending your evenings with us. Uh, I know some of you were. Uh, some of you said that you got here a little uh, late. Did I come on early?" Yes, when we do East Coast games, because obviously I'm in the Eastern time zone. It's already nine o'clock, almost nine o'clock here, uh, six minutes until nine o'clock. So, you know, for the sake of my sanity, we try not to, you know, end the show at 10 p.m. Eastern uh, on the on the Eastern shows prime time on the West Coast because I'm going the next trip is L.A. So there will be some adjustments there as well um, for the Los Angeles game. We'll keep you guys updated with that. And the Jacksonville also an Eastern time game so we will uh you know the rest of the get ske- the rest of the sunday shows the sunday road shows will be uh, will be on adjusted schedules but we'll make sure we get you guys advance notice but just keep that in mind um, if you uh if you think that we we may have started without you i try not to but you know i got i got i got a 5am well it's a 4am central time flight i got a 5am eastern flight to get home tomorrow before radio so we can talk about this game more for 3 hours on 1045 the zone. it's going to be a great time have a great rest of your evening. Have a great rest of your weekend. What remains of it. And I will talk to you guys. Oh, well, actually, I have to talk to producer Reed about this. Radio show is going to be tomorrow from 10 to 1. If I don't catch you on the radio, prime time tomorrow night. See you all. All right, Prater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what? That's, that's it? No, we got a couple more questions.
1: No, Our, that's uh, it. <laughs> peace, peace out by the GM.